Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is seven days before the most dangerous morning of the year, Black Friday in America, where all of us go out <laughs> stupidly in the mor- early in the morning. We beat up grandmas, we steal TVs, and it's kind of like, it's what we're thankful for. We have the chance to beat up grandmas and steal TVs, and that's what we do in America, and we've got seven days to it. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. No comics, no Kickstarters. What plans do we have to beat up grandmas? <laughs> Will, where are you going? Uh, you know, we've got a Walmart pretty close and some Target pretty close. So, you know, got to celebrate the true American holiday of Black Friday. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, uh, I have never done it, and uh, I'm certainly not in shape to do it uh, now. So uh, I think I'm just going to wait until the TVs are a little more expensive and uh, keep grandmas safe. Uh course i'm kidding i kind of brought this up because we've got some some friends from uh outside of the united states joining us uh chris and andy we're gonna let you talk uh for a 30 second pitch on um my eyes are so bad i want to reread this kane l gray werewolf bounty hunter if uh you were at a comic convention in 30 seconds or less how would you get somebody interested in this comic uh if you like uh hellboy X-Files, uh, just a, a nice, fun action romp with a touch of horror and a bit of comedy, then uh, you probably, you, you might, you might enjoy uh, where, uh, Ken L. Grey, Werewolf Bounty Hunter. Um, it's, it's not trying to change the, the world or anything, it's just, uh, just a fun read, just a fun little read. That there is nothing wrong with a fun read. Okay, so John or Michelle, who wants to uh, bring us home for home free with this, your 30 second pitch? I'll, I'll take it. Um, so Home Free uh, is a five-issue series. Uh, begins with a showdown uh, with a woman named Sarah between a, her and a young girl's abuser. Um, after that showdown, uh, Sarah is on the road to Mexico to escape an America that's kind of in a downfall mode and to escape her past. Uh, the comic is, we call it um, dramatic crime fiction. Uh, plenty of grindhouse action and pulp storytelling, but with like lots of human drama as well. All right. Well, we can start. Shani is in. Uh, this is our our, our most valuable uh, person who in the chat. And Shani, we appreciate it. I uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit later what you're doing for Black Friday. Now, the reason I kind of thought about waking up so early in the morning is uh, we kind of pulled a fast one on poor Andy. Uh, what? time is it where you are in the world at 407 a.m oh god bless you talk about mvp <laughs> getting up to be on the show at 4 a.m this is the most um uh this is the worst we've ever treated a guest so far um so uh <laughs> 
God bless you, and thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to let you kind of hang in the background and join in whenever you want. And we're going to put it on Chris to be the voice of your campaign because Chris uh, is coming from farther away in the world, which means much better time. So where are we heading you, Chris? Uh, so he, here it's eight minutes past five now, uh, and I'm here in New Zealand, uh, Dunedin right. in Otago, so it's a South Island. All right. Well, beautiful. That that works for us. You're the you're the only creator that Will and I's stupid time actually works for. So we're <laughs> we're happy to have you. So um, I'm going to pull up the the campaign, and we're gonna just talk us through the page and kind of uh, as I pull it up, where did the the genesis of this story come from for you? Oh well, I guess um, a few years back, I was just doodling away and i had this idea of uh, of a werewolf fighting like a kind of the the creature from the black lagoon but it wasn't it was actually a it was a knockoff and it was like a um uh, an angler fish it had the, the light thing on the head and uh, he had a fish fork and he was fighting this uh this this werewolf and uh, so that's kind of where it all started and um and it was just after Andy had asked me to work on his Undetermined comic. And um, so it kind of just kept percolating there in the back of my head for a while. And then about three years ago, um, I decided to start doing it. So it's taken about three years to, to actually get myself into gear and get it get it ready. And this is how many uh, pages is this story? Uh, so the, the, the story is going to be uh, it's 28 pages, I believe, and the, the comic itself runs for a full 36, including covers. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that's when you're doing everything, that's quite that's quite a hunk. So uh, that that doesn't it doesn't surprise me that it took took a little while to get into it. Um, you said that Hellboy was kind of an influence and you just kind of wanted to. Uh, just to make a fun little romp. Are there possibly, without spoilers, uh, more adventures for uh, for this werewolf? Yeah, without spoiling anything, I can say it definitely ends on a uh, on a, a little tease for 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 what's going to come in the next issue. Next issue, if we're you know if we people want to see a next issue, that is. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to build this little world behind it so that it, it it feels like there's some substance to the to the actual comic, even though it's it's quite a lightweight and and fun read. I still want there to be substance behind in the world of Kenneth Gray. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I'm reminded of the Quentin Tarantino uh, thing that you know your audience doesn't have to know everything about your characters, but they have to feel like you do. So kind of you having this bigger world, even if it, we don't see it in the first uh, issue, uh, kind of feels like the way to go. So oh, is <laughs> this is your anglerfish? Is this how it ended up? Ooh. So no, that isn't the anglerfish, but I did take a few little things from that for that. So that's actually uh, for a print that's going to be, so there's two prints. You've passed the Cthulhu one, but that's going to be a print uh -huh. for, um, there's some small A5 prints that you get as a reward. Um, uh -huh. And that'll actually launch as a full A2 print uh, next year uh, to go with, along with the Cthulhu that we did last year, which was pretty popular. So, and it's uh, Dagon, which is another Lovecraft character. It, no, he's, he's scary as hell. I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, not, he's not a happy chap. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, no offense. He could be a sweetheart, but I don't, I don't like him. Uh, so, so that one that you just passed was um, that's like another print for um, for, for a, a design for Andy's Reanimator issue two that's just finished on Kickstarter recently. Uh, so Andy asked me if I'd do uh, you'll have to correct me, Andy. Is it Nayal Nayalatep. Nayalatopet. I, I think is the is the word pronounced. I'll probably got that wrong. You know, it works for me. Um, uh -huh. So how did you guys start working together? I know that this is Chris's book specifically, but you guys are obviously a team, and, and Andy, you're running the campaign. So how did you guys um, start working together? Oh, uh, well, um, you have to probably correct me some of the facts, Chris, but we, we used to work together probably, oh, I think I was about 18 or something, uh, 19, so a, a long time ago, 20 years ago. 
so yeah we work together in um um a, a, a kind of like a, a retail shop there's a shop called comet which is probably like an electrical version of like a walmart and uh, and, a, and a kind of shared love for technology and general geekery hmm. and um yeah so we we just uh, became friends and then um been like lost touch for a bit and chris decided to clear off to new zealand um that'll do it yeah yeah just you know <laughs> you can take a hint i think really eventually um so and and you know we every now and then kind of stayed in touch and everything but then a few years ago i kind of thought i've have always wanted to be a writer so i was like looking at ways of exploring it getting into things and various contacts kind of like supported me kind of being able to create some comic work so i was like I know an artist, so randomly just messaged Chris one day saying, kind of, would you be interested in working on a comic with me? And Chris is like, hey, yeah, let's do it. And 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 since then, we've been in very regular contact, um, you know, across, across time zones. Um, you know, it's normally either, mid, you know, very late night for me or early morning for one of us. Um, but, yeah, we've collaborated on, um, um, I said my Undetermined series was the first one. And we did a couple issues there. We've done, um, Chris, as you've seen in, in some of the earlier things, is, uh, you know, excellent artist, you know, whether it's something as detailed as like the Cthulhu or the Dagon posters mm-hmm. or also like the retro 8-bit kind of things. We've produced um, like some poster campaigns. We've done some kind of Cthulhu artwork. Um, there's been a, a series we've got called Icons of Horror, which we're going to kind of introduce, which is like a pixel art collection. And, yeah, Chris has always had his... Um, you know, werewolf bounty hunter up his sleeve and it's, you know, hey, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, and eventually he's like, right, I'm ready, and um, yeah, and here we are, so um, yeah, it's really exciting to actually see it uh, see it come to fruition. So Chris, how did you decide on which um, which way to go with the art on this, because you have such different, distinct styles, um, was it just to get the tone of the story, or, or, or speed, what was the process like in that so yeah, I, um, I love to draw super detailed things, um, but I'd, I'd, I'd still probably draw in the first page if I'd done it in a similar style to the Cthulhu or the Dagon poster. So um, one of my influences growing up uh, is is Bruce Tim, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, love his design, uh, all that kind of like artwork from the fifties era. Uh, simple line work, but you can get quite a lot across. So that's where I. Uh, uh, my kind of my, my natural faster art style falls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that. And I knew in my head, I could kind of see it uh, using that roughly in that art style area, which in you know, my more natural style um, with a lot of heavy shadow. So, you know, influenced by um, Mike McNola, uh, Ben Stenbeck um, as well, um, who draws the, um, the Kosh Kosh I can't even say the, the word because it's complicated. Kosh Eye Hellboy comics, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so I, I knew I wanted a lot of heavy shadow, but I didn't want it to be super detailed either because I, I wanted to get it finished before I uh, pass away. Won't <laughs> <Isn't laughs> be for a long time. <laughs> yes, let's hope so. <laughs> no, I, I I see that I see the. Uh the magnolia um influence in there and, and it looks really cool this old guy at the bar he's kind of like squad goals for me i kind of want to get to the point where i can just be an old fat guy without a shirt in a bar um <laughs> building your dungarees up with a your overalls up with a piece of rope. yeah yeah i mean i'm working on the fat i haven't gotten that like i, I haven't gotten rid of the shame enough not to wear the shirt but i'm working on that and uh that is where i'm gonna be seven years from now that's that will Write it down. Seven years from now, that'll be me. I'll do my best to keep you out of there, man. We'll, we'll get you in for a, for a photo shoot cover. We'll have a special photo cover. Uh, return of the guy from the bar. You could play him in the movie when it becomes like the series or something. Netflix, Netflix have contacted yeah. I wish they had, but no. <laughs> so, so if you have the movie, I will play the guy and I will gain the weight like De Niro, but I'm not going to tell my wife any of it's happening and just I'm going to see... <laughs> whether or not she says anything (laughs) kind of like the homer the homer and the moo moo moment Uh, yeah oh Oh, do you have original art available on this one yeah yeah so i did the first 
it's a, it's a funny story. So I, when I first started doing it, I was still working traditionally using paper and ink and everything. And uh, so I did about the first, maybe the first eight, oh, maybe even the first 11 pages um, on paper and ink. And um, yeah, but then kind of like about halfway through, I got I managed to get myself a, an iPad Pro and Procreate. So I started playing with that. And so halfway through, I actually changed over to that. And uh, I kind of, imported these original images and then redrew them a little bit so that the art style matched because uh, it's quite strange going from pen and paper to a, to a screen to draw and um, yeah so there's yeah so there's five pages that you can get at the minute I think two two of them have gone um, yeah. I try to choose the best pages as well so <laughs> um, oh, they look cool that's that's pretty neat that's really impressive for you to switch from traditional to digital in, in the midst of a project, because usually that learning curve of digital is like, if, at least for me, it took a while. So, it, it, I mean, it looks seamless for you. How did it feel? Yeah. Uh, there was a little bit of a learning curve. I think I redrew several of the pages multiple times because it never quite looked quite looked. Uh, for want of a better word, real enough, you know, it, it felt like computer art, you know, like it was done on a computer and I wanted to feel like it was actually, uh, like it was still drawn on paper, even though I didn't want to draw on paper anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, there was a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, I, I mean, my background is I am a, a graphic designer by trade originally, although I don't do that anymore. Uh, so, it, so I was kind of good with the tools, but it was still, uh, I'd never really drawn digitally before. It was always done via, if I was doing something, it would be a logo. Cause I used to do like medical logos and that kind of thing. So um, so I knew the tools, but I didn't have the experience. And so by the end of it, I, I feel I, I got it down pretty good. But yeah, it was that definitely that bit where it's like, oh, I'm learning and dropping back down and then having to redo it all again multiple times, yeah. That's awesome. We have Justin Young in the chat saying, I'm looking forward to it. We need more werewolves. <laughs> I, you know, we we usually accidentally get these themes on the show. We just missed by one week you and Bixby Grant, uh, which was a noir uh, werewolf story. But that's it's already uh, they they successfully funded happily. So uh, even though we missed the accidental theme, as as Will and I say, we when we run into it, we're like, God, we're, we're we're geniuses. We plan this stuff out perfectly. <laughs> But this is more like the work that Will and I do. Is we missed it by we missed it by a week. <laughs> um, oh, hey, Kevin, uh, just uh, a quick. I want to jump in for a second. I just noticed that um, Mata uh, uh, Sacrimony number five that the, ends in about forty minutes. So okay, I just wanted to get that out there. So if you haven't backed Sacrimony yet, go check it out. Yeah, it is a fabulous uh, fantasy. Um, how many issues is one through five on this one? Uh, yeah, one through five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and her ketchup tier is like stupid cheap. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. It's got some really, Matt is, does the whole thing. It's got some beautiful art and it's not your typical fantasy. No, yeah, yeah. I I love Tolkien. I love Lord of the Rings, but it it definitely she she doesn't just go to the well that I go to when I think fantasy. I'm like, well, I got to figure out how to get my elves and my trolls in here, and and she's like, I'm gonna make up my own stuff, which is <laughs> I really respect that that she does do that. All right, we've got uh, Pop Tart Animate. Uh, hello, well, hello to you. I like anybody with tart in their name. So you're 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 barking <laughs> up the right tree in this this show. Um, well, so you've got I know you've got um, original art. You've got the regular book. It looked like your book with Andy is something that could be added to the campaign. Is um... yeah, I, I think Andy, we've got some determined one and twos left. Um. I haven't put them on because I have literally of undetermined one about four or five copies and I'm at Hull Comic Convention if anyone wants to join us at Hull Comic Convention on Sunday which is now tomorrow but it still feels like the middle of the night um, 
and uh, yeah, I'll probably sell those. So I, I didn't want to put them on the campaign because I haven't got enough. Because we we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going to work on the third series, um, uh, probably next year now, and then kind of um, yeah, pro- probably bring bring that to like a kind of conclusion with the fourth. But yeah, no, we've got we we have got some we have got some of other add-ons um, with the campaign. I mean, one of the things Chris has just introduced, as you can probably see on my avatar, instead of looking at me at a very dishevelled state at the moment, um, Chris Chris is a, a, a really really cool avatar creator, and he's he's done a lot of them for me and some of my friends, and we've run some campaigns before, and it's proved really popular. So if you kind of want to, I think we're doing kind of like kind of Christmas commission Christmas avatar. Is um like a little bonus that you can introduce. Um, yeah, some of the, the 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 Lovecraft legends, the Cthulhu, um, artwork went down. is really popular. Um, we did some like large posters and some A five prints. So there's um a few things available there as well. Um, I mean, what one of the cool things on this campaign is you've got alternate covers. Um, and I think Ryan of this uh, of this church who um, um has, has done it as a really cool um cover which um the kind of neck and neck i think in terms of the the backers at the moment so it's an interesting an interesting race to see um but pe- people a lot of people have backed both um you know from a kind of collector's point of view which is rich which is really nice um first, first time really uh playing with that two two cover uh thing for us yeah isn't it? I've, um, I've, if, if i'm being i'm being really really honest and i was chatting i was chatting with ryan about this i I'm not so much of a kind of collector and I don't really get the kind of alternate kind of covers, but, you know, Chris and I spoke about and Ryan spoke about and said, you know, at the end of the day, do what your audience want and what your audience love. And people do love, you know, twists on art themes and, and new ideas and everything like that. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. I think Chris, you, you, you were you telling me that you trolled shops looking for alternate covers of things about 20, 30 years ago or, so, or longer. Oh, like like everybody who collected comics in the nineties, whether you wanted to get alternate covers or not, they were forced down your neck. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you would, you know, you'd go out and you go, oh, I'll, I'll get X Men issue one by Jim Lee, uh, and I'll need all five covers plus I need the Chase cover, and if it's got a hologram on it, even better, you know. Yeah, it's, there's nothing like having six copies of a comic in your collection worth a dollar a piece thirty years later. I can I can beat that. Um... Uh, I went on eBay one time and I saw that that X Men thing, twenty five issues of that that X Men, and I was like, "Well, I, never, I missed that. I was out of comics at the time. I didn't read it. What's Claremont? It's Jim Lee, of course. You know, I think it was like thirteen dollars for twenty five issues of you know X Men one through twenty five, and I was like, "Well, I, yeah, I can catch up." So I bought it and I got it. I got twenty five. X Men number ones. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. They 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 got me. All, all the same cover. All the same cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe one had Wolverine and one had Magneto, but it was certainly not. Um, uh, it was really it was not. I was trying to read, and it was certainly. I was just like, oh, I, I've been, Kevin, you've been had. <laughs> Well, uh, Michelle and John, do you guys uh, do variant covers on your campaigns, or uh... yeah, we do. Um, this uh, we did our first one with our second issue, and uh, we did one variant last time with my friend Tobias, who I've been working with and friends with for like almost twenty years now. So that was kind of cool to have him do a cover. And then um, on the newer issue, we have two variants. Um, I don't know if we're going to go too far beyond two variants. We'll see what the future brings because you see some campaigns out there with insane amount of covers, and it's just I don't even know how. I don't know if I can come up with the cash for that up front. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think we know which type of books have those covers, and God, God blesses everyone. But I don't think that's exactly home free. Um, uh, which we're going to get into real quickly. But first, Shawnee has a question. Wait, Chris, have you been peeking into my comic collection? So we can get a little close to home there, but uh, that is all right. Uh, I do have a question for Chris, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I saw the Tales from the Crypt uh, influence on listed on there. What I'm a big EC Comics fan, so what what um, aspect of Tales from the Crypt would you say was like influential on this comic? Uh, <clears throat> for me, uh, it was probably skin deep in that it was the gore. Uh, you know, like the, the, the 
you'd be reading a, an old EC comic, and yeah, you'd you'd get like that the crazy zombie that came out of the swamp, and it was kind of half you know melted off or whatever. So um, yeah, I just wanted to get that. Feel. So there's without spoiling anything, there's a page about two thirds of the way through where I really tried to kind of um, uh, get, get that feeling from Tales from the Crypt with this. Uh, actually, also on the uh, Kickstarter page, there's kind of uh, there's a flashback page. Uh, so there's like six issue, six pages. It's a preview, and one of them is a little girl, and she's off to go feed a cow. And uh, and at the bottom, there's the the creature. Uh, and again, I just wanted that kind of like um, the foreshadowing that you sometimes get in those old EC comics. Uh, so uh, so this is it there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And um, just kind of what well, you, you can't quite tell what it's meant to be just yet, you know. And mm. it's um, yeah. So it was it was definitely for me that kind of uh, yeah, just that kind of like fun ghoulish God, horror, where, just that atmosphere, really. I guess. Right. Um, yeah. Cool. Not cool. super cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, yeah, let's 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 check out Home Free. And again, Andy, you can hang with us, but well, you know the camera's on you. You can just fall asleep. It's fine. Yeah, so if, you hear, <laughs> if, you hear, if you hear me snoring, just 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 shout or something, and uh, yeah, I'll wake up. But no, 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 I, I, I want to we'll hire. Yeah, no, that's all good. No, no, I want. I want I'm, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I want to see the other campaigns. Yeah, it's great. All right. Well, cool. Let's get into Home Free. Michelle, are you able to share your uh, page with us so that you can control it? Or do you want me to do you want me to fly the plane and uh, possibly go past the runway? But I will come back if you tell me. I was, oh, I was able can... to do it before if you want. Yeah. Oh, did it? you figure it out? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I can do it. Beautiful. Um, so I can do it. I'll, I'll give some narration and Michelle just jump in whenever. Cool. Awesome. That sounds perfect. Well, you set that up. I will tell you the story. Uh, I, I met a, an airline pilot who almost accidentally landed in John Travolta's home. What? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, there, John Travolta has a home in fl- the middle of Florida, and he is a pilot, and he lands his uh, plane there when he comes to Florida. And uh, there is an airport about a uh, 15-minute flight away and kind of looked down and saw the runway and started to touch some buttons and then realized, oh, wait, 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 no, no, we're not there. (laughs) So (laughs) had they actually not been paying attention, they could have landed right in John Travolta's. uh, And he said, yeah, they they were there. They were having a party or something. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it wasn't really that close. It was just sort of a, oh, is that that runway? No, that's not that runway. So they weren't actually that close, but in my mind, they literally almost landed in Travolta's house. <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's check this baby out. Before I jump in, are you wearing a Goonies shirt by chance? Is that, is that what that says? The Goonies? Heck yeah, we never say that. Okay, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you're interested in real estate, my wife let me know that there the Goonies house is on sale right now in Astoria. Uh, Oregon. So if you're interested, it's like one point something million dollars. Though. I don't know if you've got that <laughs> spare cash laying around. I, I'm going to tell you this. I did buy uh, the Powerball tickets all last week, but I did right. not buy them in California. So no, yeah, I yeah. cannot purchase that. <laughs> but had I purchased the right one, you best believe I'd buy the Goonies house. Right. <laughs> I, I don't understand why anybody would actually want to buy that, especially for that amount of money, because like people like go there all the time. I lived in Oregon for a bit, so you would just hear about um, just the people that would just try to go by there, and they like put all these tarps up in front of their house to try to just keep people away from it all the time. So I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a hassle. Two or three Christmases ago, I did go to the Christmas Story house that's just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Right. Um, so if I had won a billion dollars or almost $2 billion, I would see if I could make it a Goonies museum and let right. people do, do so. And I would not live there, but, um, I would certainly try to do the Christmas story house with it. That's cool. That's cool. I think they actually in the story have like a Goonies museum in like the local jail or something like that. They met, might've used for that movie. So that makes sense. I, I never actually went to that, but you know, it might be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I wore it for Andy. I wanted to scream, Andy! You're <laughs> your 
Was that a bane of your existence growing up, or did they not do it because the character was a girl? Um, no, the, the thing the thing I've grown up with is uh, I'm not sure if you can tell it too much from the Avatar, but I've got a very close distinction to looking like Macaulay Culkin. Oh, so, so you get uh, unbelievably close. I get Kevin. I get I get people <laughs> screaming Kevin at me, and I love it. Yeah, no, I get I get I get it. I get it. It's like you know. A lot, a lot of home, a lot of home alone references, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I've generally kept off the uh, the crystal meth, so I don't kind of like look so like him so much anymore. So, um, you said you uh, generally have kept off. Well, it. so, <laughs> that leaves a lot of room in there. It is. It's just a bit Moorish, isn't it? You know. So, um, but no, no, no. Tend, tend, tend to stay clear. So yeah, no, it's more, more, more the home alone references as I was growing up. Gotcha. As opposed to anything like that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've hopefully left that behind me for the time being. I, I respect that. All right, so let's let's get into home free. All right. Um, okay, so right now we're doing pretty well. We're we still got 13 days to go. It ends two Fridays from now, December 2nd. Uh about 80% funded so far. So we're I'm pretty psyched about our success so far with it. Um so I have a question for all you guys because mm-hmm. we all run Kickstarters here. So I make trailers for all my comics. I love making them. They're so fun to make, you know, um, do, do you guys, but like, I feel like nobody watches them, you know, I'm like, is there like maybe not a good, maybe it's just not a good idea to make them. Like, what do you guys think? So when you say trailer, are you specifically talking about your Kickstarter video or just a trailer to put up anywhere you want for just to get a little extra, a few extra eyes. I mean, it's basically the like Kickstarter video, but like, you know, I'll put it on Twitter and Instagram and all that just to, you know, keep playing it, you know, to get more watches on it, I guess. I, I, I know at the beginning when I was doing the research, there was, you know, statistical analysis that uh, campaigns with videos funded at a much higher percentage than campaigns without videos. And right, it right. really didn't matter if they were good videos or bad videos. It was simply the fact that because you took the effort to make it, people trusted you more. Mm-hmm. So I have continued just making the videos for that reason. I don't know if that's still accurate. Right, um, right. Uh, but, but it was definitely demonstrable at the beginning that if you take the time to do the video, even if nobody finishes it or watches it, it's better for you. Yeah, it's still there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am um, on 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 mine. I made the stupid decision to make it animated. So I actually wanted to draw an, an animated video. To, like that's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it, took, it took me I don't know <laughs> maybe twenty four hours to get eight seconds worth of animation done. <laughs> oh, man. And it looks I love it, but yeah. never again. Never again. <laughs> so don't do animation. That's my advice for you, for next time. <laughs> I think I think yeah, I, the, just, I get um, really into it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so I think I, I get it. I mean, I just had a quick look at some of the stats um, of, of of our videos and stuff. And yeah, you tend to get more backers than you do video watchers. And not everyone who's a video watcher is going to be a backer. So it's it is generally lower. But I think I, I agree that I think generally people respect that you've kind of created one or it's acknowledged on there. And and it might even boost Kickstarter algorithms. You know, getting you up. Um, a bit higher if you're kind of doing things like that. What I've also found though is the, as you, I think you mentioned that you can reuse the videos for Twitter and Instagram. And the thing is these, the, the, a lot of the socials now are pushing more video content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd put a, um, I think it was a Twitter ad up with, with a video of a previous campaign and um, that, that, got, that got loads and loads of hits. So it's, it's a reusable bit of content. You can, always, I think, sometimes you've got to recrop to like one by one or something for Insta, but um, you will get more promoted on the social. So I think the time spent investing in putting a video together, maybe not twenty four hours for eight seconds of animation. Maybe Chris, you'll do a stop motion next time, <laughs> yeah. or something, and right. um, you know, live but action. you, yeah, that live, live action, yeah, um, yeah. But but the, um, I think, I think doing it maybe not investing huge amounts of time but having something there that's even if it's panning around the pages putting a bit of music against it or something that can also be reused for the social channels but i do take your point that they don't tend to get massive amounts of views and hits on on kickstarter right here's my mistake with videos i always do it last which means i'm yeah. the most tired 
So then I, I'm editing and I'm just looking at my own corpse talking <laughs> and I'm just like, well, this is what they're going to see. And I always think like, do it at the beginning before, you know, you've stayed up till 4 a.m. getting every last minute things in. But I, I can't, I can't, you know, the video is always the last thing I do. So it's always kind of like. I'm kind of, I write this book, you know, and it's like, I should do the House of Fear thing for our buddy James Palk, right? Because I could, I could pull that off. But um, so I, I guess get, get your beauty rest, guys. Don't be like Kevin is my, my uh, video advice, but do do a video. Cool. Or just, ha uh, just, just have Clay Adams do it, right? Because, you know, oh man, that, player, that right? man, that man, that man can look good on a Kickstarter video. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's check this. Let's check this out. All right. Um, so this is the third issue of the series. Um, the subtitle is Desert Green. Uh, so so far, the story so far is kind of um, the first issue. Sarah meets a girl named Emmy in a bar. Um, she's obviously been abused by somebody. Um, basically, her pimp. Uh, so there, there's a bit of a revenge kind of thriller kind of thing going on in the first issue, but they're also it's a building of a relationship, you know, uh, between Emmy and Sarah. Um, so by the end of that, they're on the road together. Uh, in the second issue, um, they run into some people who recognize a car that they stole and they have to mm -hmm. answer to that. Uh, and then it kind of goes from there. And I guess it's like spoiler. It's, it's hard to talk about this without just mentioning these story elements. But um, eventually Emmy and Sarah have a bit of a falling out and in this issue right now sarah is on her own uh so she's uh traveling down to mexico at this point it's kind of kind of uh she's just she's trying to escape because she has like kind of a dark past of her own that she's been trying to escape from all this time anyways and it's just this this um incident up in cruise bay oregon where it all starts is kind of like the catalyst to kind of get her moving you know um, so now she's in, uh, going through Reno, Nevada, uh, where 10 years prior, this is where she's from 10 years prior, she buried some money out in the desert. So she's going to retrieve that money. Um, and we kind of learn, you know, the origins of that money. We learn some of her origins. And of course, you know, this is Sarah. Uh, she's not alone. There's, there's, there's somebody watching, and uh, we'll find out all about that in the comic, I guess. I, I don't want to interrupt, but that image is just so striking that the mm -hmm. it, it's gorgeous. I agree. I agree. Um, one thing I, I just always like to talk about, like with um, Michelle's black and white art, like there's just like so much depth of field in it. You know, like you can you're you can see like you know into it the the mm -hmm. picture of that of all her panels. It's really amazing work. Um, Thank you. So, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm sat in the trunk, and she's just hit me over the head with that shovel. <laughs> that, that's the perspective. You got you got a real kind of depth of perspective there, and you're thinking, yeah, that that, that trunk's gonna. She, she's now off to go and, and go off to go and bury me. This is this is not going well. <laughs> yeah, that's just because um, you're up so early, Andy. Yeah, my brain is going crazy. Yeah, is was there any um, like movie image that you thought about when you drew it, or did you just kind of like, well, she's going into the trunk, and this is where I'm going to put the camera? And actually, I think that was part of your script visuals, John. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Um. So yeah, I just. Took it from the script. <laughs> okay, so so we this is where we 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 completely now I'm interrupting. Um, so when you write the script, so when you write the script, do you give kind of your 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 uh, camera angles or just kind of lay out the 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 panel? How do you guys work together as writer and artist? Uh, I think for there's sometimes very. Um, if it's like a distinct image that's in my head, like something like this, I think, yeah, I placed the, you know, the description inside the trunk looking out while she's placing the supplies in. But I don't think I generally do that with everything. I think a lot of them are very mm -hmm. loose and um, it's up to, um, I, I would rather have, you know, I, I don't want to do this for every single panel. You know, that's just, I, I feel like that's rude. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I'd rather have Michelle read it and like kind of, you know, create it herself, you know? 
Um, Cause it's, you know, as much as, you know, there is in the writing, the writing's not done until that image is created, you know, cause there's so much more to add to it. You know, the, the emotion in the face, um, mm-hmm. just whatever image or ideas that she has and angles that she uses, um, however the action or anything is expressed, it's like, you know, the, the writing of the words is only, it's, it can only do so much for a comic book, you know? Mm-hmm. My, my motto is let, let the artist art. Yeah. So you know, you know, and, and you know, some some I've, I've done it before where I've I've said to Chris, "Hey, um, yeah, I've got this idea for something like that," and Chris is like, "I don't think that's going to work, but I'm going to do it, but I'll do my own as well." And man's rubbish. So, but I think you can put I, I put I put the odd angle in in some mm-hmm. of mine, and if if it's something that's really telling or quite pivotal, but some sometimes it's so, it's so abstract what I've kind of said, or sometimes I don't say anything at all because Chris has got that imagination you know the any artist you know you can just give give them a scene or just give them a line and they'll produce something absolutely magnificent like you've got on this page now and that's why i say this i'm not an artist so i don't art mm-hmm. leave yeah. that to the the people who can and i think right, as, go ahead well speak, yeah speaking of artists um you know michelle you're you're doing pencils and inks on this and it's a black and white book is that right yeah okay who, uh, uh, who's, do you have a, a separate letterer? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so Eduardo uh, Camacho is our letterer on this book. He's been, I've been working with him for years. Like on everything I do, it's like Eduardo's the letterer pretty much now. <laughs> when you find, when you find a letter you trust, you just hold on. <laughs> yeah, he's great, man. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I guess uh, this next section just kind of goes into the series and, uh, you know, Home Freeze five issues altogether. This is the third issue. So next year we hope, you know, we get those next two issues done. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of goes into a little bit of history. Um, Michelle and I actually have a previous graphic novel that we've worked on that this is, um, it's not a sequel, but it definitely, um, if you read this, I try to write this in a way that if you read this first or you read the black wall first, you're going to like, kind of it doesn't matter which one you do first it's like you're gonna kind of have your eyes open to like different aspects of the story um and everything's kind of introduced in a in a way in this one where it just feels like you don't necessarily have to have read the the black wall it doesn't matter you know it's 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 its own thing and everything kind of uh comes together without that but then if you go and read the black wall after this you're like oh damn like it's just gonna open your eyes a little bit to some of the characters and stuff um so uh, there's a little creator section because um, we kind of just because it's in Nevada, it's in the desert. We went with um, a Western kind of theme like this, uh, this Kickstarter. So a little description of us and um, why this story kind of where, where it all stemmed from in my mind and where the ideas of the black wall came from. And, um, you know, uh, this story, like it starts off as kind of a little kind of a smaller, kind of um, more personal crime story, and it kind of evolves into this bigger thing with the next two issues. Um, there's a lot of background noise going on uh, that you pick up in each issue that's going to develop into like a larger world in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little, little section with some reviews of the last issues. Um, here's Michelle's cover for the, um, the third issue. Um, there's a shovel. That's an important yep, shovel. shovel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> More shovels here. Um, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> did you think of adding on a shovel that people could um, could could add to their Kickstarter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Something just tears the shovel. Yeah, yeah. You could, and, and Michelle could do some art on the inside yeah, of the she shovel. Could it. Yeah, they could hang it. <laughs> <laughs> That would actually be pretty cool. I, I I don't think Kickstarter would work because of shipping fees, but boy, at a comic convention, just having three, like like the Sharpie painted, just a little bit of drawing on three and hang them up. I don't know if you'll sell one, but right. you can get people to but stop look. and look at it. Yeah, it would be very different, for sure. <laughs> couple more pages. Um, these are our uh, variant covers right here. Um, so Raymond, I've, uh, I have one of his comics. He did one called The, uh, the Fallen. Uh, it's a pretty cool comic. So I was like, you know, 
I was, when I was looking for artists, he kind of put his name out there and I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. You know, um, one of my friends from the indie comics world, like let's, mm-hmm. let's get you in there. Um, I think he did like a really fantastic cover, uh, and Eros, I'm not, not familiar with Eros, but um, he, he's worked with Raymond uh, before, so um, he brought the colors on this. Uh, I think he did a really nice job kind of given that kind of evening, like California, Nevada, summer, uh, you know, look to it. Um, the other one is by Samuel here. Um, I picked up on his work from, are you guys familiar with Magic Powder, the Magic Powder yeah. series? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jeff um, Schiller, he does the covers for Magic Powder and uh, I'm always blown away by those covers. I love them. So I was like, mm-hmm. Jeff, you got to hook me up, man. <laughs> uh, who, who does these, uh, these, um, these covers? So he uh, gave me Sam's information and uh, we got him to do one. I think he did a fantastic job as well. Really cool. Um, kind of leaving some mystery um, on there between the two of them. Not really kind of total reveal of anything. Well, um, I know you told us before we started that you, you didn't have a variant for the first. You had two, two for the second, or well, you had one for the second. You have two for the third, so you're gonna have four for the fourth. You, I was like, kind of actually thinking keep, about that. Keep adding. <laughs> if you did like a hundred issues, you guys could have like five hundred variants. That's, that'd be great. This is um, actually I don't know if you can see it, but this is the variant for the uh, second issue right here by Tobias. Did oh, nice work, that's um, and that's available through this campaign. Nice. Um, so the next part is we always do funding goals. It's the same thing for every campaign. So once we're 25%, 50%, 35%, you're going to get something if you're a physical backer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've unlocked up to the 75%. So we got the sticker right here for the logo, uh, more shovels. Uh, we have <laughs> the, the bookmark for this campaign that everyone will be getting. And then we do a noir style postcard. These are really my favorite. I love these. Um, so we, me and Michelle come up with an idea and she like just comes up with a really cool like design for it. You know, welcome. It's like, you know, welcome to Nevada, but like, you know, there's a dead person somewhere on this screen. You know what I mean? So <laughs> um, how friendly is it? I don't know. But um, all our campaigns have one of these and you can actually get the old funding goals through um, the add-ons uh, section as well. So if you want to collect all the postcards, they're there for the day. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess you have a, a catch up in case somebody's hearing about you for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. We have catch up. Um, do you want me to go through the tiers, just kind of run through them real sure, fast? Yeah. Yeah. Especially the ones you want to make sure people hear about. Right. Um, so, Fistful Digital, just uh, the PDF. And we have um, a deluxe PDF for this uh, campaign. Um, so, we'll include all the covers with that. And then, you know, just some extra stuff. I'll, I'll write some notes about the comic and the story. Um, we'll have some character pages for Michelle's design aspect. Um, print some high. So all, all these all these names are taken from Westerns too. So they're actually really good, by the way. For a few pages more. <laughs> uh, print some high. Um, that's just that, the actual issue. Take a digital ride, so you can get all three um, digital. Uh, then we have they call me variant. Uh, variant is still my name. <laughs> so get get all that. Um, High Plains Printer, you're going to get um, all three issues uh, to catch up. Um, the print, the variant, and the digital. Uh, <laughs> so you get all three versions of the third issue as well as the digital. Um, Once Upon a Time and John says, this is where things change up a little bit. For each <laughs> issue, starting with the second issue, I'm writing a short story that takes place within the world as well. Um, and then we're printing them and there's gonna be PDF also available this time around. Um, so in the, with the second issue, I wrote about a character that was from the first issue, like kind of her, like a little bit more about her and like what happened with her. There was a girl that gets basically tied to a sink in the first issue. And like, you know, what happened before that incident? You know, what, um, how did she get out of it? And where did she go from there? Um, this one's a little different. There's an incident that happens in the second issue. Um, and this is about a forensic uh, cleaner who's uh, cre- cleaning up the crime site or the accident site. And, um, you know, we get into, he finds an object uh, at that crime site and uh, we go from there because he basically, we this is no secret to the story. He, like, um, he's a thief, kind of. He, uh, when he does these sites, you know, the family's leaving him alone. So he finds items 
takes them, pawns them off, tries to make a little extra cash for his family. Um, but he, the item he finds this time is um, one he probably shouldn't be uh, seen with. So you'll find out more about that. And here that's uh, titled Inheritor of the Dead. It's a shovel, um, isn't it? I didn't mean to spoil it, but um, I, I do want to mention the cover for this is done by Luigi Criscuolo. That's I've worked really on a cool comic cover. with him in the past, uh, so I was like, man, who am I going to work with on this? And um, we've done crime stuff together before, so for the rest of them, I'm going to have him do them in a similar cover, and then eventually, when I get a little extra cash, I'm going to have him redo the first cover too. Oh, cool. Um, so this chair this is all Michelle's work. I've, Michelle, you want to talk about this one? <clears throat> oh, yeah, oh, sure. City. Wow. Yeah, so um, the print is 11 by 17, and you can see yeah, it's a homage to Sin City. And then there's a trading card there, and um, I plan to put those into those little uh, plastic sleeves and signing the back, and they're a nice little thing to have. So um, that's what you can get once upon a time in my head. <laughs> I was super stoked when she showed me that print because I, I had no idea what she was going to do for the print. And then she just like had popped in the email one day. I was like, oh, damn, that is awesome, man. I think it looks great. I had so much fun making that. Will has said it. Um, art emails from the artist on the book are like Christmas Day. Yeah. Anytime oh, the know, artist sends an, any art, you're just like, oh, this is so great. You want to share it immediately and you can't. <laughs> um, next one is Day of Comics, where you just you can get every single issue that we have available. Um, price of retail. This is one of those tiers I always put in there, and I just don't know how to get anybody to buy it on them. But I, I'm going to keep putting them there just in case, you know. Um, so you can get a bunch of copies of the issue um, and just sell in your store. They're like half price, so it's pretty yeah. pretty good deal. There there um, are a few there are a few shops that will do it, but they are few and far between. But I'm sure it doesn't hurt to have it because if yeah. somebody wants it, great. Right. Um, so then we have the wilds here, uh, which is like kind of a little mixture of, of the me and Michelle's kind of separate tiers. Um, everything, everything, man, everything where you get pretty much everything we have on offer, including our enamel home free pin and the sticker for this issue, which is the um, kind of a significant item in the story. Um, then our top tiers are actually sold out, which is awesome because they're the big money tiers. Um, yeah. Any gun can play. Any gun can pay is uh, where you get to be in the next issue. So we had three of those available. Um, these are past people who have um, done that. Um, and then the portrait for Django. Um, this is basically Michelle does a noir style portrait of you, um, and she always just knocks it out of the park. All the cats are uh, my cats. My wife buys this chair, so <laughs> she, <laughs> she, does, she wants the cats. They're so fun. <laughs> yeah. Great day when I can make a cat a gangster. Love it. Well, if you can possibly take a photo of the cat and slap them on the campaign page, our theme of the last two months is if you put a cat on your campaign page, you're you're going you're golden. to get better. Um, <laughs> I see that you have the art of it, but uh, let's let's see the, the real cat, too. All right. Yeah, I should do that. I should do that. Um, More words of wisdom from Clay Adams. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is just all the uh, the stuff we have available for add-ons, um, and this is just a description of the books, uh, so people can kind of get more info on those and just the, the random items we have available. So these are the first two um, uh, postcards we had for one for Tuesday, one for camping in Oregon. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of that's the stuff. No, it's it's awesome. It's looking great. Um, so we've got both campaigns. You've got how many days left on Home Free? Uh, we have about basically two weeks, like okay. maybe 12, 13 days. And yeah. we've got about four days left on on Werewolf, right? We're looking yeah, at. Yep. So yeah, we've got a little bit of time, um, and we're going to definitely be putting these 
out on social media and sharing it because I think both campaigns are certainly uh, extremely worthy of people's attention. I'm really excited to to read both. I, I I had home free out and my my week just got away from me. So I do apologize. I was excited to read them. Um, so um, and then next week, I've, uh, you know, I've got to got a camp out and, you know, beat up a grandma. So I don't think I'm gonna get to it. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> just so just like kind of elbow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta laugh at what we've become. <laughs> But the the UK the UK doing it now. It's oh. started happening in the UK. Yeah, there's Even, like gra- gra- grandmas being kicked and punched and everything for these two hundred pound TVs. They don't need the TV. They just want to <laughs> kick the grandma. And, <laughs> okay, so I think you figured it out. What we've got to do is give people a chance to kick a grandma without a TV involved. Yeah, it's like yeah, like a sport. It's you know, it's it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, isn't it? We need we need it back. We need to like get the, Christmas. Yeah, we need to get the uh, grandma chainsaw guys on and figure out uh, how to how to synergize all of this. Um, well, I really appreciate um, everybody who's been on on the show, and and thank you. I love both campaigns. Let's. Um, I'm gonna. Can you stop sharing that thing? Because yeah. I feel like if I don't, I do it. I will kick you out on accident. Um, let's do another thirty-second uh, pitch on the things in case somebody came in late. Uh, since we do this live on YouTube, somebody might might actually have missed the thirty-second pitches. Um, Andy, are you you awake enough to do the thirty-second pitch? Uh, I'll, I'll let Chris. It's his it's his story, okay. it's his comic, his art, and everything. So sorry, Chris. I'll I'll let you do your pitch again. That's fair. That's okay. Okay, it's a, a twenty-page. I'm just going to read it off the screen. Uh, (laughs) 28-page horror action comic uh, with a hint of comedy in the vein of Hellboy Swamp Thing, uh, X-Files, Tales from the Crypt. Um, If you you enjoy uh, a good action romp, um, what's not going to change the world but is just fun, then Kane Elgray Werewolf Bounty Hunters for you. And uh, yeah, yeah, please check it out. It's uh, it's four days left. Thank you. We've got some we've got some cool add-ons. You've got commissions. You've got extra artwork. You've got original artwork and everything. Some like really really cool add-ons. Yeah. And, so, and uh, some great puns on the tears as well. I worked hard on the puns. You did work hard <laughs> on the puns, and there's some good puns. There's some good puns in the in the um, in the story as well. So very now good. you said something there that begs a very important question: If it does change the world. Yeah, Will it change know. it for good or bad? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, for good. All right, some, all right. You know, somebody's just going to read it, and they're just going to put it down, and hopefully it'll, they'll just be like, man, that, that was fun. And then they'll get on with the rest of the day, and they'll be in a good mood for the rest of the day, and that's just going to be a snowball effect. <laughs> they're they're going to see a grandma over there, and go, oh, you know what? I don't yeah. want to beat her up. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they still will. Read it on Black Friday. <laughs> <Friday. laughs> they might not want to. A, a plaster on a, a bandaid on my elbow and give her a bit of cushioning. Yeah, when, yeah. When I the butterfly effect. So I'm, I'm yeah. with you. All right. Um, so Shani, just put something in the chat real quick. Um, I'm always down for good puns. So yes, you, you got you got a fan in Shani. So um, should I should I put the pressure on Michelle to do it or 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 are you gonna are you gonna punt like Andy? You know, I'm gonna punt because not only is it late, but I'm good with visuals, not necessarily <laughs> words. So fair, fair. I'll take it. Um, Home free, uh, five issue series, black and white comic. The um, the genre would fall into crime. It's a we go for uh, we we like to call our work dramatic crime fiction. Um, there's lots of uh, just grindhouse style action. Um, uh, Pulpy suspense, um, hard-boiled suspense is actually more more how you want to say it. Um, it's about a, a woman struggling to uh, face her past, but also kind of face the future that's ahead of her. And um, there's lots of trouble all throughout the entire thing that she has to get past. So it's a it's a fun ride, but it's also um, kind of a, an emotional and dramatic ride as well. Let's do it. If it's going to change the world, will it do it good or bad? Oh, it's good. All right. All good. Yeah. yeah. And there's some. There's okay. a lot of shovels. A lot of shovels. There's lots of shovels. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me want to go buy one now. I don't. You know. I don't even need I'm, a shovel. But I'm, I'm going to. Th- shovels. 
Yeah, I'm going to 3D print, 3, 3D print some shovels. I never knew there was going to be an explain yourself bump for Home Depot stock, but we did it. Here we, we did it. Here we are. Issue four, you've got to do a little enamel shovel batch. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Stop the way. Maybe, maybe we'll have an enamel collection of just like items, you know? All right. Well, thank you, everybody. It, um, Will and I are going to go um, talk about the campaigns. I did, Actually, I just saw a pop-up in the comments. want to make sure. Oh, oh, Shani is always down for some good shovels, too. So <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't mind digging deep on the puns or digging deep with the shovels. So we got, we, we got one where the, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, we're going to go on the campaigns that have been on the show in the past couple weeks that are still live. Is Sacrimony still running, Will, or, or did Matta has? She has funded, and she, has she, funded. Uh, right. she did an an awesome job. So I'm looking forward to number five when uh, yeah. she starts fulfillment uh, pretty shortly. So, yeah, Absolutely. congrats, Just Matt. Great congrats. person, wonderful writer, wonderful artist, and uh, one of our favorites. So uh, super happy to hear that. Uh, also, also, Pat also, Shand uh, had uh, his uh, MMA that he did with Kevin and Bob, the uh, – mm -hmm. Uh, Metal Shark Bro guys that funded today. Uh, that guy Charlie Stickney um, limped funded over yesterday. the finish line with uh, a thousand backers. Only a thousand. I mean, come uh, on. Yeah, so we need to try harder. We really. did what we could for him, but but we couldn't actually help him that much. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a great week for for campaigns that closed. Bixby Grant, the one we talked about, uh, the the Werewolf Noir uh, closed. So. Great week for campaigns funding, and we're going to try to make it a great week for some of the campaigns that are still running. Uh, our buddy uh, Laurent Powell's Jr., uh, the writer of Sacrifice, which is a, a supernatural comedy about basically the comedy is in God is dead um, and uh, a sacrifice to bring Lucifer to the mortal plane. It's just interrupted, um, but not quite enough. So a baby is born, and when that baby dies, Lucifer will come to Earth. And 18 years later, we kind of followed that baby as a private detective um, in a supernatural world with angels and demons and some of the most unique uh, demonic uh, imagery that I've seen in comics. So uh, really worth checking out. Yeah, the art's looking really good. Some of the new pages on that one are looking really cool. The angel stuff was really striking. I, yeah, I thought. yeah. No, they they do they do a good job, and Lawrence just a great dude. Um, um, Fangs and foul play. This is a story about a a ward deserter who ha happens to run into a kitty cat, but not a normal kitty cat, a vampire kitty cat. And basically, this poor guy becomes Renfield to this vampire cat. And has to figure out how. Oh, actually, it's a little more like um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. He's got to bring victims to the feed cat. me, yeah, yeah, <laughs> feed me Seymour. So, um, but real cute, adorable art style and a unique story that I can't wait to catch up on. Um, I, I guess I don't have to talk about sacrimony. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Matta was on uh, Kevin couldn't make uh, a show he was traveling so uh, she was totally no no matter <laughs> was me when i was dying oh, i got right. this yeah. cold <laughs> that and it wasn't covid it wasn't flu and i just i couldn't even talk i i'm coughing three weeks later from it but um that's what i have I in the chat um, I do want to bring up one thing real quick. Our very good friend, MK Palmer's uh, Meraki is just mm -hmm. launched. Um, and I deleted that. I keep deleting it. What am I doing? Here, I'll get it, man. I got it. You got it? I got it. Put it away. Um, Meraki is a story of basically the Greek gods um, just being... Greek gods, which means douchebags, and the humans <laughs> that have to deal with them, but retelling it in sort of a, I don't want to say cyberpunk, but um, more of a, a futuristic futuristic style, and uh, uh, MK is a great uh, writer, and she 
just employs artists who bring up really beautiful, striking images to our story. Uh, very uh, LGBTQ friendly. This is a book that reads well without that as a nice bonus but um, she's very strong wanting to make sure that uh, there are characters for uh, people coming up that, that didn't see themselves in comics and she wants to make sure that there's books for them. And this is uh, a, a good book to, to check out and gorgeous and a good story as well. So um, I think that's, that's what I've got. Do you have anything that I missed, Will? I've got one other one. Uh, our... Our good buddies, uh, Kat and Phil. Are they still, still have, they still running? Slice of Life is still running for four more days. Oh, um, cool. This is also so, a strong LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a young lady accidentally brings a an anime assassin into the real world and they fall in love. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it is on Webtoon. So if you want to catch up on Slice of Life, um, you can read it for free and you can also back the campaign. It's adorable, uh, fun. Um, it's more of a comedy, but, but they, they're not afraid to tackle a couple, um, uh, you know, emotional moments. Oh, uh, Mike Shays running Miskatonic high. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he is not as strong as Michelle. Uh, I love him, but, he, he doesn't stay up late. So we can't get Mike on our show. <laughs> we adore him. Um, but unless we decide to do a 5 p.m. show, we're never going to have Mike on again. He's, he's a great <laughs> dude, but he's not staying up this late. Yeah, and he's he is he and his team have been together for, I think, 15 issues all on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's wow. it's an amazing accomplishment. To, this I is mean, issue 16. Absolutely. 16 yeah it's that's impressive to be a, to do that i mean day in and day out that's putting the work in so yeah uh, my uh i raised my cup to you mike great well, job I'll, I'll tell you how he does it the man works like a beast he and i are working worked on something together that we haven't uh uh announced and i apologize for that but he is just always working just always working from 8 a.m. to when he goes to bed at like 6.30 p.m., I guess. I don't know when he goes to bed, <laughs> but he's up early and he works real hard for like the eight hours he's awake. Um, yeah, Mike is a fabulous guy. I love him to death, and that's why I get to mess with him. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, good luck on um, both campaigns. We're really rooting for you and excited to share this. Um, we are going to put this out as a podcast as well so we will share that when it's available for people to listen to and if you're listening to that podcast please uh rate and review it because uh, we want people to uh learn about the show so they can learn about the awesome uh campaigns that are coming up in the future uh home free four hope to see you guys and talk to you guys and uh the next werewolf or uh or or a book where andy has to talk more um you know uh, that he actually writes uh, uh i want i want to see if we can convince him to put the camera on one day uh in the future no pressure we'll see maybe when i push my hair there you go uh had a great time you guys have a wonderful night thank you so much thank you thank you very much thank you thank you <laughs> see ya